Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Probably talk to someone different every day of the week about a weight loss story on The Opinion Line because some people are achieving great things with weight loss and getting to the bottom of why they had problems with their weight in the first place. You could do one every day, but we don't. But I'm going to talk to Jessica because, Jessica, you've lost 10 stone in a year and you say your entire life has changed. 10 stone, Jessica. Like, that is a whole person. Well done. Good morning. Good morning, Vijay. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's, I still can't believe it's actually true being able to say that I've lost 10 stone. It was surgery in the end, wasn't it? Yeah, I went for weight loss surgery and that's what helped me lose all the weight. Mm. We'll talk a little bit, bit about that in a minute. But you, you'd been struggling with your weight for, for a few years. Yeah, so I've been overweight my entire life. Um, I don't remember a time where I ever wasn't overweight. Mm. and But it really came to a head... I think like I'm 25 now, but it really came to a head when I was 23. Um, my stepfather passed away, and it kind of was around that time last June that I was like, I need to make a change here. At his funeral, you weren't able to walk behind the coffin, was that it? Yeah, so what happened was is my mum didn't want any of us kind of, she didn't want him being shouldered down the kind of aisle of the church, so the kind of the grandchildren and all the women in his life pushed the coffin down the aisle, yeah. and only that I happened to be at the feet of the coffin where it was narrower was the only reason I actually fit and was mm. able to do it, but even at that... I was hopping over pews to try and fit down the aisle and it was absolutely mortifying, but that isn't even what made it worse. He was big into the ga, um, so he had a guard of honour um, from the church to his graveside and I knew like my mobility had gotten to the stage where I could only walk a few hundred yards at a time without getting out of breath. So I knew if I walked behind the coffin on the way to the grave that I wouldn't make it so I kind of had to go around the other side of the church on my own because I could kind of travel a bit further if I walked quickly so I went on my own down to the grave and I sat there for 15 minutes while I waited for the coffin to come down on my own and I just remember looking into the hole going if I don't do something now, I'm going to be not long down there after him. Like it was kind of a moment where something just clicked in me. It was my, what I call my rock bottom moment. It must have been an awful sensation. Here you were, you know, your stepfather. I'm sure. I'm, I assume you were very close. You yeah. wanted to walk with the coffin. You physically weren't able. You barely made it yeah. down the aisle of the church because of you were too wide. Not wanting to put yeah. you, you know, and oh no, it's the truth, PJ. Right. I'm sorry, I didn't mean I, I did, that sounded no, all I wrong, but mean it's okay. okay. So you must have felt awful sitting there looking into his grave, did you? Yeah, it was kind of because at that stage I'd kind of tried everything to lose the weight, and I was 
I'd accepted that this was my life now and that like I was always going to be morbidly obese and you know I'd be all right kind of staying in my house all the time and it was at that moment that I just went no there's more to life than this Mm -hmm. um like I felt like I'd left him down that I couldn't be there for him on his final travel I felt like I left myself down so I was like this is the moment it's just something clicked in my head that's the only way I can describe it it was like a switch went off and I was like something needs to change here had you figured out or had you ever figured out why it was that you were struggling? Was it just a, a thing? Yeah, that went, so when did it start? I had actually, I had gone to my doctor in October 2021 and I had said, like, I need help here. Like, I was like, I've tried everything. I was like, I thought there was just something wrong with me that I just couldn't stick to a diet or I had no willpower. Or I was like, I need help. So he referred me to a nutritionist and, but there was a long waiting time for me to actually get there. So they recommended I start going to counselling. and it was through going to counselling with a psychiatrist that I was actually diagnosed with binge eating disorder um, which is a type of an eating disorder where you kind of you restrict and then because you restricted all day you end up binging and you feel guilty and it's a vicious cycle and so I was diagnosed with that and that's kind of what explained to me really why I struggled with everything that I struggled with but the main thing that I kind of realized and I did through counseling was we went back to god we went back to when I was four years of age as to where my issues with food started sure um and like why I relied on it why I went to it and I was upset why did I go to it and I was sad or happy you know so I kind of went back all the way to kind of figure out why did this pattern start and how were we going to change it was it hard to get to that point and realize this happened when I was four or four and a half yeah, it was very tough and it took a, it took a good few sessions to actually, you know, bring it to words because it's not something I'd ever thought about, but mm. it actually went back to something when I can't remember now what the event was, okay. but I was upset. I remember being four years old and something had happened. I don't know, did I have a fight with my friend outside or was there something going on? I'm not sure, right. but I remember being handed a lollipop to kind of cheer me up I and I was like, that's my first memory of going food makes it better. So that's kind of where we went back to. So it was a matter then of working on, right, we, that little girl had that struggle with food and, you know, I acknowledged that and I kind of had a lot of work healing my inner child. And But it's like, how is Jessica now as an adult going to not always go back to her old habits that got her to being morbidly obese? So it was kind of a matter of switching things like, I'm upset I might go for a walk or I'm upset I might start journaling. Like I don't, I no longer go to the kind of, one fix all that I used yeah. to water. You recognise now from when you were a little four year old kid, when you were upset, you ate. So so yeah. now you have to recognise when you're upset there needs to be some other way to deal with it other than eating. Exactly, yeah. I see. And I'm that's one thing in my whole journey because I know I did go for weight loss surgery and it's a question I'm asked a lot of the time was how did I cope with it? Because it's a mental, like it's a mental battle every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because of the counselling I did and the mental work I did before I went. And okay. like, I will always be so grateful because my doctor, I went through a thing called the cross-border directive. I'm not sure if you've heard about it. I have done, where yeah. when, uh, So I went to the Czech Republic, but he had to sign off on obviously me going um, for me to be able to claim my money back. And he was like, look, Jessica, I want you to go for counselling. And at the time, I was like, this is, I don't want to do this at all. Like, you're being dramatic. And I remember I came home and I had to go out and get my stitches out. And I was like, 
I don't like admitting when I'm wrong, but I was like, you were right. (laughs) So it's one thing that I would recommend anyone if they're ever considering any sort of weight loss journey or weight loss surgery in any way, shape or form is to go to counselling because it's the best thing I ever did. And if someone had said to you, I'm sorry, I missed what age you are now? I'm 25 now. You're 25 now. If someone had said to you maybe two or three years ago or if someone had said to you on that day when you're sitting by your stepfather's grave waiting for the funeral procession to arrive like you said your your rock bottom moment if someone had said to you jessica this started when you were four and somebody gave you a lollipop because you were upset you, you would you have believed them probably not because at that stage of my kind of journey I knew there was an issue, but mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was. And I thought it was complete and utter laziness. So I would have said, no, I can't blame something like that. Whereas it took a lot, a lot of mental work to kind of acknowledge that, you know, obesity in itself is a disease. I have an eating disorder that started back then. Like, it's a series of unfortunate events, unfortunately, that led to where I was. You poor girl. But if you'd said to me on that day, I probably would have, I would have thought you were being dramatic. You poor girl. You, there was an awful lot of self-loathing going on. Oh, PJ, like I didn't, like I didn't even like leaving the house. Um, like, cause I've always, like, I've always had a kind of presence on social media doing makeup and stuff, but in a way, it was a way of hiding as well, cause only showing a certain angle of my face. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like people knew I was still okay and all that kind of stuff, but I like even go, if something as small as going to Aldi, I would like rather write a list and send somebody out because even like the closest members of my family, I, if they called, I'd go upstairs because I, just I hated myself and I just was so embarrassed to even be alive and like I had I knew I had potential because like I have a master's degree I had like my career was going well but it was just a matter of I was shooting myself in the foot. You said there you were putting it down to laziness so you called you consider yourself lazy? At the time I considered myself lazy yeah. wow. Um, looking back, <clears throat> excuse me, with the benefit of hindsight, I realise now that I had a lot going on and I look back at myself with a much kinder Good. eye now. Um, and I actually, like when I think, because like, I have a lot of moments where I go, this time last year now, I, if you told me I love going to the gym, I'd have laughed at you. And I have a load of those kind of conversations of this time last year, or this time two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I just see myself. And even when I look back on photos and stuff, I can just see the heartbreak in my eyes. And I just think to myself, why wasn't I kinder to myself? But mm-hmm. I can only move forward now mm-hmm. and be nicer to the person I am now today. And like, I... Honestly, I know it sounds like a cliche, but I couldn't be happier at Good where I you. am at the moment. You, well, you know, you have an incredible attitude to the situation. Yeah. You know, you've, you've, you really have come to terms with it. And you make the point, and I'll come back to it, it's, it's, it's vital to come to terms with what the reasons are before you go for the surgery. So you went off to the Czech Republic. I'm sure you went off, you know, conscious of the fact that sometimes this goes wrong. And we've heard so many of those stories. But tell me a bit about that experience. It was, like I said, a common theme of my journey is that there's a lot of thought went into everything I did. Um, There was, like, I thought that I could just, like, I never once, even through all my years of going, I'll try Slimming World or I'll try whatever. I never, ever considered weight loss surgery because in my mind, it was always a last resort. Mm. Like that is something that only people who have are at rock bottom do. 
and it was actually a friend of mine had gone and gotten um, a gastric bypass herself and she had explained to me in detail of what it entailed and I was kind of going, right, but if I'm going to consider it, I want Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Stay in Ireland because I've heard all the horror stories of people flying abroad and like coming home on planes and getting blood clots and things like that. Like it was something that was very like in my mind. I didn't do it at all without any research, but it just wasn't feasible. Like I spoke to my GP about it and I have to say he was absolutely amazing. He had me on the waiting list for Ireland and he was like, look, Jessica, he's like, if you're going to go on the waiting list for the public sector, you're looking at six years. And even if you want to go privately and pay for it yourself, which will cost upwards of 20,000 euro, he was like, um, you're looking at a year or two. He's right. like, even with going privately. And so he was like, look, I, I, I'm not trying to push you to go out of Ireland, but these are your options if you do want to go out of Ireland. Yeah. So and I researched heavily all these different places that I could go. And the cross-border directive, which we've talked about many times on this programme, that was able to facilitate. Without that, I wouldn't have been able to do it at all. And how quickly were you able to get an appointment? I got in contact with the company I went with. They were called New Leaf. They're an English-based company that booked the surgeries in the Czech Republic. I got in contact with them. My stepfather's funeral was the 5th of June. I think I contacted them on the 10th, Mm -hmm. and they were able to then book me in um, my my date was the 19th of September so I was able to get in fairly quickly but like mm-hmm. even them themselves it wasn't a matter of how I want to have weight loss surgery and no bother will book you in they had a matter of steps they'd go through to make mm-hmm. sure you were okay for it and they wanted to see blood work and all that kind of stuff so okay. it was a long process but by the time I got through it I, the, the turnaround was fairly quick When you woke up from the surgery and what was your first thought? My first thought was this is the first, like, this is the first moment of my new life. Because mm-hmm. um, I actually still remember my last thought before I went under. I had a pla- I had a trip planned to Killarney um, for Christmas um, with my whole family. And I remember going, if, like, if this is successful, like, imagine all the things I'm going to be able to do in Killarney that I wouldn't have been able to do beforehand. And I know it sounds silly, but no. even that, it's just something that sticks in my mind, PJ, of me hoping like for a better life um after waking up and it's the first thing i revisited when i woke up and i was like oh my god i was like from here it can only get better how quickly did the weight start to fall off um so very very quickly so at the start they call it the honeymoon stage where like you know the first few months is going to fall off you because you have you have three weeks where you can only have liquids. You have two weeks where you can only have puree and then you kind of start going on to softer foods and it takes you a good few months to kind of build it back up. So like to kind of give you a picture of how fast the weight fell off me when I was going over, um, I had gotten so big that I booked myself two seats um, on the flight over and back 
and I needed um, a seatbelt extender mm-hmm. and going over. And I had dropped so much weight in the seven days that I was in the Czech Republic that I didn't need a seatbelt extender or my second seat wow. um, on the way home. Wow. That must so, have been heartbreaking, <laughs> even though, yes, you're going for surgery to, to sort this out. To have to actually book two seats, that must have felt awful. Yeah, it was it was very, very embarrassing, um, even because I remember on the way home, we were in the kind of checking lounge when you're getting bored in the flight and my name was called in the intercom. The airline had presumed that um, my name was down twice for a clerical error and the flight was actually like fully booked and they called me and they were like, oh, do you know, there's two seats here for you. And I was like, no, they were booked. And I remember just being so, so embarrassed, oh, yeah. being like, I, f- I can't give up the seat if the f- flight is overbooked, like, because I wouldn't fit otherwise. Now, I know I did in the end, but even that having that being my reality, PJ, was it was a very sobering moment. You poor girl. You poor girl. So, yeah. so well, back now, 10 stone lighter. Uh, life is changed very much. Um, I've seen before and after pictures. You look fabulous. Um, Thank but, you. <laughs> but you. You said something to me earlier. You said you have to think about this every day and there's a struggle every day. Yeah. Do you want to talk more about so, that for a bit? The one thing that, because like, there's a lot, because I share my journey on social media, I have a lot of people who message me kind of with their stories of their weight loss journeys with our surgery and like advice for going forward if they were ever thinking about it. And one thing I always want to make sure people know is that this isn't a one-stop shop. This, you having this surgery isn't going to magically make you lose all this weight. I would only ever tell somebody if they have come to the decision themselves, they've done the research, it is their last option that they're going to need to have weight loss surgery. Only then will I tell you, like, you know, this is where I went, this is whatever, because it's not something I would ever want someone to feel that they have to do mm. um, and they're not ready for it because... Even like I would have considered myself very ready for it because of all the mental work I did before I went and even I struggle every single day. So to explain the struggle, it's like when I eat PJ, I might eat half a banana and every single time I eat, I feel like I've eaten a Christmas dinner. So that stuffed feeling you have and like I have to lie down and it's like there's no scientific reasoning behind like sometimes when you have a surgery, you might have loved pasta beforehand. And all of a sudden after your surgery, pasta makes you vomit every time you eat it. So like there's no reason behind it. Your body just changes. What have you had to eat today now, for example? Like today now I had, you know, the dairy dunkers. I have them every morning and an Actimel and I had a protein shake. But like that now, uh, an Actimel, even a year on, an Actimel might take me 10 minutes to drink on a on a bad... like. So what it's called, it's called your restriction. So yeah. it's how much your stomach can take. So some days I can drink my Actimel in five minutes. Some days it might take me 20 minutes. And even the difference of life every single day and like the feelings that you have, it's a massive mental struggle. Like the phys- the physicality of losing weight and like having to buy new clothes and like actually going out exercising like I'm in the gym four days a week I walk every day it's kind of that's easy compared to the work you have to do like in your head to deal with things because like I suffer with body dysmorphia so like when I look in the mirror 
I know I've lost 10 stone, but I still see myself the way I used to look. And I find it very difficult to kind of navigate. Like, I'd still go into pennies and buy the biggest size I can buy. And I come home and I look like a box because the jumper is too big for me. And so it's it's very, very, very tough to deal with mentally. And a lot of people after their first year would fail because if you don't do the mental work of like, how did you get to where you were and how are you going to solve it? If you do, I would personally say that if you don't do that, it's you're ste- you're starting your journey with one foot out the door because it's going to eventually creep back up those old feelings you did have, yeah. and it's just like I said, it's a mental battle every single day. So, like mm. I said earlier on, and I'll always come back to it, is that going to counselling is the best thing you could ever do at the start of your journey. Are you still doing a bit of counselling? Oh, every week. Yeah. <laughs> I have no shame in admitting it. Now there's some weeks where I feel strong enough to, like, you know, if my counsellor, because I use Better Help, it's an app on the phone. Um, there's some weeks where she can't meet me and I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Um, I'm okay this week. Or there's other weeks then she might schedule another person. And like, I've gone maybe a month or two without seeing anybody. Or, okay. But I, it's, it's like, it's, it's there if something you need it. I, yeah, it's there when I need it, basically. And, like, I have an amazing support system in my family, like, and my friends. I couldn't, I genuinely don't think I could have gotten through it without my support system. Um, because they're, like, they're on my bad days. They're the people who pick me up on my good days. They're the people that jump with me. And even knowing through sharing my journey on social media that, like, I'm helping other people sure. kind of come, like, it's something I don't think I'll ever believe is real because like i'm not a professional in any way shape or form like i work i work in policy i work in like different things like i'm a makeup artist like you know it's like i'm not this professional person at all but just knowing that people i actually received a message last night off a girl and she was like thank you for sharing your journey because i know i'm not alone and i was like even to have that thought in one person's head that me being open with my journey and like speaking to yourself or having an article that I had in a magazine is helping a person realise yeah. they're not the only person going through it is something that makes me grateful I shared my journey every single day. Take me back lastly to that very sad day uh, at your stepdad's graveside when you couldn't physically stand behind his coffin and walk to now. When you think about the two up against one another, how do you feel? I wish I could give her a hug. Um, Sorry, I get emotional every time I talk about it. I wish I could give her a hug and tell her it was going to be okay. The Jessica by the graveside. Yeah, I wish I could just stand in front of her and say, this isn't going to be your life forever. That you are going to go on and you're going to have this amazing life. Because like... If you told me I was living the life I do now or a year ago, I don't think I could have believed you. And it brings me back to one of the one of the most sobering thoughts I had to have on my journey. And it brings up something you mentioned earlier about the kind of horror stories you hear about people having weight loss surgery, whether it be in Ireland or abroad. And I remember thinking I would rather something if I it's like if something happened to me on that surgical table I would have rather that happened me trying to save my life than continue going the way I was and even look thinking back on that thought I just wish I could give that girl a hug like she still lives inside me like she's not gone anywhere like I'm still that girl but one thing I say I feel now that I'm like I, people say they feel like a new person but I don't feel like a new person I feel like I'm myself but I'm unapologetically myself now. I'm not ashamed to be myself anymore. And 
that in itself, regardless of the physical weight loss, is the confidence I have now just to even be a person mm-hmm. is something I wouldn't trade for the world. Well, it's been a privilege to hear your story of your journey. Jess, thank you so much. Thank you, PJ. It was a pleasure talking to you. Well, there you go. Thanks, Jess. I'm kind of very few people that you talk to in this old job after this many years knock you sideways and put you flat in your arse and go, I can't answer that. I have nothing else to say on the back of that. She's just great. Corks 96 FM. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 